Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Commercial property versus residential. There's always a debate. Which one should you do first? Which one should you do next? Should you do commercial at all? Or is commercial the natural follow-on from your residential portfolio? Now, I'm going to tell you through my podcast that commercial property is absolutely something you need in your portfolio, regardless of whether you're starting, regardless of whether you're buying a second property, third, fifth, regardless of whether you're looking for retirement in 20 years or now. Commercial property fits into your portfolio because it's the other side of the coin to your residential. I've gone through a series where in my previous episodes, I talked about commercial versus residential in terms of cash flow, in terms of growth. Today, I'm going to take you through what ROI, return on investment, looks like for uplift properties. Now, if you want to see this visually, go over to my YouTube channel, Commercial Property Roadshow with Helen Tarrant. But let me walk you through this podcast where I'm going to share with you how do you do uplifts in residential versus commercial and where is the gains in the commercial property space. So tune in and let me walk you through that. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant and today... I'm going to give you almost the final piece on commercial versus residential. And today I'm going to talk about uplift and return on investment, right? How it works in the residential field and how it compares to the commercial. Now, I've never done this video before. We've talked about cash flow. We've talked about growth. And now we're going to complete the final piece of the puzzle and talk about uplift in commercial property versus residential property. Now, of course, we've all used to think about uh how in, in residential you do extensions, you create, you know, rooming houses or you have granny flats or you subdivide, all of those things to create the uplift. Now, I want you to look at things holistically. And this is one of the reasons I'm bringing this video to you is that you need to look at things from a cash flow point of view, from a growth point of view. And then if you want to implement the uplift strategy, you need to implement that and compare it apples for apples. And this is why the series is so important. So if you haven't checked out the other videos, the links are below. There is the one on cash flow and growth. Make sure you check that out so you get a complete picture. So let's go and have a look what you typically do when you're doing uplifts and how does that work in terms of creating more value in both your residential versus commercial. So when you're looking at a residential versus commercial, we're looking at different types of uh, properties. So it's really, really important for you to know that in the residential space, typically when you're doing uplift, you're buying a house, you're doing some renovations, right? And it equals more value. So the value of the property goes up, right? And that's usually how it works in the in the space. So when you see that, what does that mean? That means that say you bought a house for 500K. Let's say you bought a property for 500K. Yes, you probably have some stamp duties and everything else, but just for the purpose of this, we would say, then you needed to do a renovation. This is very simple one-on-one uplift in residential. So you do 500K and let's say that you spent 100k renovating it now for some of you out there you might only want to spend 20k 30k or 50k renovating but let's just say that the property is pretty run down pretty disgusting and you're putting 100k into it right and this is a major major uplift so what do you get for that that's usually a bathroom a kitchen it'd be paint it'll be landscape it might be a deck for some people depending on how much they're spending and for you mostly it'll be carpet as well carpet and lights right so it's a full-on refurb of everything else you're going to do on this property, right? So it's full-on 100K. So now you're in a 600K, probably with, you know, 25K to about 30K in terms of costs, right? So I'll just put 30K costs. And you probably have some holding costs as well during the time you've done this. So let's just say 
you went full at it and it was three to six months that you did it probably even in three months but let's say in six months you got some holding costs let's just put 10k holding costs so overall you're probably in this deal for about you're totaling this deal this is about 600 640 640k right this is when you go back to the bank and say, hey, Mr. Bank, can you revalue my property, right? So you might, at 500k, when you bought a 500k property, that property may be, you might be able to rent it out for, let's say, $400 a week because it was run down. Now you put in 100k, now the property, you can probably rent it out for 700k, $700 a week. So you've gone from $400 a week, which is 20 grand a year, to now $700 a week, which could be, you know, that's about 35 grand a year. So you've increased the, the cash flow in that property and if that may help you to break even on the property because if you're taking out a loan of 400k at the moment the rough rent on something like that is going to work out to be with outgoings and you know the mortgage it's probably at 35k you probably break even maybe a little bit negative now you hope to go to the bank and you hope that the bank would now look at the property and go you know what it's worth it's probably now worth 800k so now you've taken a five hundred thousand dollar property you put in a hundred thousand You've got some costs. It's you've put in 640 altogether, and now the property is worth 800k. And all of a sudden, you have your equity and you go again, right? You're not going to make much cash flow from this property, and that's the nature of it. In in, in residential, you're not going to make much profit out of it uh, in terms of cash flow. So it's not going to support your life. So you're still going to be poor cash flow wise. You're still going to be taking money out of your own pocket to support this deal. What will happen from this is that now you're at this position. Now you've got more equity. You've got equity, right? So in residential. When you do an uplift, it's an increase in equity, right? Which allows you to buy again. So that's what essentially it does. It allows you to buy again because you've increased the value of your property. And because you increase the value, it allows you to draw down. So you can refinance the 800K, provided you have servicing, because there's a little thing about servicing that tends to get in the way. Provided you have servicing, then what happens from there is that you can draw down that, get 80% of that 800. So you get 640 back, incidentally. Pays you back for everything you've put into it. You can go again. Right? And that's how people make money in residential again and again. Except at the moment, with the interest rate a little bit higher, it's a little bit harder for you to make money. And also with the holding cost and the value of land going up, sometimes you have to pay 600000 for what you used to pay $500,000 for, for the property. And when you do the renovations, and it's still valued at eight hundred or maybe eight fifty, the margin is shrinking. And that's why some people are switching to commercial instead. So they're switching to commercial because they're looking for another option. And let me share with you how you do the uplift in commercial. So in the commercial space, how do you get value for the property? Right? Do you, you don't obviously buy a house now. What do you buy? Right? Well, you can buy a strata, whole floor strata property, which is vacant. You can buy a vacant retail shop, split it into two. Buy a freestanding building and split it into two. Or you can buy a warehouse, build mezzanine floors, extensions, or whatever it is, right? So let's take a scenario. Let's say you buy a premise. Let's just make this generic. Let's say you buy a premise. This is what the premise looks like. So you buy a commercial property premise or property, anything, right? You buy that. So then you've got a tenant, let's say that, what typically you buy is something that doesn't have a long-term tenant. If it has a long-term tenant, it's going to work out to be a tenanted property and it's going to be traded at a much higher level. But it doesn't, you don't have a tenant, so it's typically what we call on short leases or vacant, right? So it's either short leases or vacant is what you get. So you don't have a tenant, so what do you do? Is that you go out there and you go and brew a slight reno, right? and maybe an extension, right? So what you do 
is you go and put a tenant in here. You might refurbish it out, right? And you might create some, you know, different fit outs and you put a, a tenant in there, maybe another tenant and another tenant. Then you want to create an extension at the back and maybe add another tenant in there. So, right. So you've added more cash flow, and by the time you have more cash flow, it creates the uplift of the property. So how does that work in real life in numbers, right? We know that here, this is how it works. When you buy a $500,000 property, put in a hundred K calculate your costs and get a revaluation, right? It seems very simple. Well, does commercial do the same? Well, let's look at that. Let's say 500K, we bought the property for 500K, exactly the same 500K you bought then. The same holding costs, right? So let's say that we're going to spend now the same 100 grand, the same 100K on the property. And what does that get you? That's not going to get you a kitchen. That's not going to get you, um, or you don't need flooring, you don't need lights, you don't need all. This. So what does that 100K look like when you renovate a commercial property? Well, number one, you're going to do a complete clean of the property because most commercial properties when it comes vacant or partially tenanted the fit out is really really old and the number one thing that people don't realize is actually the clean so you're going to clean and strip right so you're going to clean strip out the carpet strip out everything you want to bring it back to neutral bare shell right plain is what you're looking for it's boring but plain boring is what goes in commercial right none of these fancy tiles none of these lovely colors feature walls nothing we're going plain here. So we got your, um, and then what you do is then you add, what do you add? You add ceiling. So this might be ceiling tiles. It might be that you need to, if it's a warehouse, you don't need to do anything. We might, if it's industrial chic, like you see it, you might be a spray painted black, but you basically create something for the ceiling and lighting, right? Lighting is important. And then you put some kind of flooring in place. As some people that is just, you know, I'm, I'm just going to polish up the, the concrete. Some of them is going to be carpet. Some of them is going to floorboards, whatever it is that is appropriate to your property for the actual property. And then what you look for here is you've got that. And then what people don't realize is aircon is really important. Air conditioning is really important, right? And then we're going to look at, you know, amenities. Do we need amenities? Because sometimes if you buy an office space or retail space, they've got amenities in the building, so you don't need it, right? So the, but this is a question we need to ask. And then do we create areas for data, areas for plumbing, areas for electricity, depending on what kind of tenants you have, right? It's very, very tenant specific. So if you're a warehouse, you might go, well, my 100K might get me you know, a mezzanine, it might get me on a small mezzanine floor it might get me to you know do a really good clean of the property might want me to paint the internal like office space and that's all and maybe put an aircon in there uh, and that's it really uh, if i'm doing an office space it's going to give me a recarpet it's going to let me do the blinds and it's going to give me a coat of paint preferably lights as well if if that's not already standard lights as part of the building now retail shops are the ones you can change all sorts of things and really bring up the value in a fast possible way and that's that's really where the uplift really comes from. A lot of the retail premises, you can see that people can turn them around quite fast. So I've seen people buy off the plant vacant properties at like, you know, concrete shelves, at, you know, five, seven hundred K, put in a hundred K, attract a tenant, all of a sudden that property is worth over a mil, right? And retail shops are really keyed up to do this. So they keyed up to do this where you can spend the money, turn something that's a bare shell into something that is magnificent. So 
500k plus 100k you, this is what the kind of things you do to it and then you still have your holding costs so then the major money that you spend here is getting tenant right that is the major amount of money you spend here you're doing it in res you're doing it to beautify the property here is getting the tenant right you still have holding costs right you have the cost of 30k of cost of coming into the property but guess what your holding cost stops the moment you get a tenant because the tenant pays your outgoings which means that there's actually less strain on you see that 10k that you have for residential you don't have that in commercial in fact you get positive cash flow as soon as you tenant the property so let's just say that in that six months period or three to six months you get a tenant from that moment onwards there's no more holding costs on that property the property actually starts to give you money back so let's just say that you know at five hundred thousand, you spend a hundred. You've got some holding costs. Let's say you're in for the same six hundred and forty thousand, but now you might get a tenant that's paying like on the same kind of property, right? If it's the same retail shop versus a house, or even an office space, that tenant is probably going to pay you somewhere around forty to forty-five thousand dollars a year on that property once it's refurbished. So forty k to forty-five k a year net, right? So net rent. So that's how much the property is now. They're going to be paying you after you've refurbished it. When you came in and you bought it as a vacant, it's probably only paying twenty k. It's probably the same, right? But now the rent actually doubles, so forty to forty-five k. But that's after outgoings. Now, what that means to you is straight away having that forty to forty. Five thousand. The property covers all the outgoings. Plus, it's gonna give you cash flow straight away. It's gonna give you ten to fifteen thousand dollars in your pocket after you pay outgoings, mortgage, and anything else you can think of on that property. And all of a sudden, within six months of holding that property, you can hold on to it. You don't have to sell. And then you can wait for the market. Right here, you might have to sell or refinance, pull the money out, and do it again be able to service it here the servicing issue is gone because you could refinance it for a lease stock loan because now you've got a lease uh, you could sell it because the value of that property is more or you just sit back and collect the cash right so i'm just going to duck in and work out how much is that property worth right because it's it's all about how much is that property worth uh, so that you can work out if the property is the forty thousand dollars and most of these properties are going to be in metro uh, most of these properties are going to be in a metro area fully refurbished new property with a new lease in you're going to be looking at about five and a half percent right now in, in metro and the reason i say that is even though we're trying to get our clients six percent in most deals brand new renovated property most of the time it's hitting the peak of the market right and it's hit, and it depends like if you get a medical tenant it could be five percent uh you get a government tenant it could be you know, anything like that so it's now worth 720,000, 727k. So 20 it's worth somewhere between that and 818,000. So the value of the property depending whether you're getting 40 to 45k is 727,000 to 818,000. Now what is the key difference when we look at it value for value is exactly the same almost when you do a refurb on resi versus a refurb on commercial the value is almost the same so what is the kicker here why should you be investing into commercial rather than residential well the major kicker here is that in resi you've got a holding hole what kills a resi uplift right now in this current market is the holding cost the holding cost of something is very very simple so if you look at this let's work this out about the holding costs so when we look at holding costs 
cost. This is where the killer comes in for resi versus commercial in this current market. So let's look at what does that mean to you. So when you buy a, a property, let's compare vacant to vacant properties, right? You buy a, a vacant residential and you've put in, you know, let's just say you're 500k right now. Not even worry about the 100k. Let's 500k. You've got a loan against it. And the loan may be, you know, 400k loan. And that is about, so it's about 24k in terms of interest only each year. Right now at 6%, 6%. Uh, and then we're looking at, okay, then you've got a holding cost on top of that, which is probably 10K holding cost. That's that's in a sense, that is your, your strata or your insurance plus your rates, plus your council fees, plus everything else. So it's about management fees, it's about 10K, right? So you're 34K in, right? 34K is equivalent to pretty much somewhere around, you know, $650 per week, right? I could be wrong, could be 680, could be six, you know, $650 per week. Now, unrenovated property, you're never gonna get $650. Even if the market is going up, in rent, you're not gonna get that. You're gonna get perhaps 400 or $450. So $200, you're short, right? At the same time, you've got the cost that support the, the renovations, you've got uh, the cost that's coming out, all of the capital costs of that while you hold it. And then you're hoping you'll be able to refinance, pull the money out, or be able to sell it to recuperate, right? That kicker is, and until you sell the property, you don't realize the gain. With residential, the gain is only realized when you sell the property, right? Whereas in commercial, this is where it becomes a little bit different. Let's say the same 500K. So let's say the same 500K. You have the same 400K loan. And let's say that that loan is at exactly the same thing. Like you could be probably a little bit less because if it's vacant, it, the loan is going to be less because it's going to be secured against the property. So that's the other thing about commercial is if you buy a vacant commercial today, there's loans out there at a high interest rate where they're securing it against the property and not you at 70% LVR and they're not looking at you for servicing. Here, they're looking at you for servicing. And you can't do many of these before you run out of servicing. But here, they're not doing this. So 500 doing 400K loan, you're still doing 24K in terms of interest only at 6%, right? You still have the same 10K holding costs. Right, so right now it's par for par, right? But then and 34k is what you need to get break even. Now in six months time, when you've done the renovation, there's a probability that this property is going to break even until you sell it, right? Once you get a new tenant in and do all that. Now this, once you get a new tenant, the property is probably going to be somewhere between 40k to 45k in net rent. So all of a sudden, your positive six thousand dollars to uh, nine thousand dollars per year. Right, you're getting money in your pocket straight away. The moment you get a tenant, money in your pocket, which means that in this market condition, you can afford to hold out. You can afford to hold out till you get your price. Then you get the, both the benefit of cash flow and growth. But the other kicker with commercial is for you to do this, that's a simple renovation. But you could be looking at other ways in commercial right now. You could do a little extension at the back to increase the value of that property and the rent. You could be doing a creating mezzanine for more lettable areas, front areas. Um, you could divide a large space into a small space and ask for more rent. Exactly what happens, right? But six to $9,000 is what goes in your pocket. The headache got for you. You don't have to worry about servicing. You don't have to worry about supporting the property. And now all you wait for is the time to cash out of that property deal. Cash out a property deal, do it again, right? Whereas right now, what you are seeing, the reality in the market is that $500,000 property, this is the $500,000 property has gone up. To buy the same property is probably 550, 580K, right? That property va value has gone up 
And what happens in, in residential is that over time, the land value goes up, that goes up the purchase price, and it starts to eat into your profit margin, right? Because you, you can't, even after you refurbish it, you can't get that same value up. But in commercial, because the property is vacant, the value drops. The value drops, doesn't matter what the market is doing, the demand drops, so the value drops, you get this opportunity to do this uplift. And depending how experienced you are, how much education you have, and who you have supporting you as the team behind you, you can really capitalize that and roll that pretty fast. So you can get in and out and basically be out of a deal within six to nine months and move on to your next one in commercial, as long as you know what your end goal is, what you're looking for, and you support yourself with the team. So this is what we help our clients to do in unicorn commercial property. This is what we help our clients to do, especially clients coming from the development space or looking for uplift from the residential space. They're now coming into the space in the commercial because they're finding land is too expensive in residential. If this is what you're looking for, this is your strategy, reach out to us, helen at unicorn.com.au, helentarrant.com, drop us a line, let us build wealth together. Let me show you how that strategy works and let's create a cash flow portfolio so that you can retire faster. Click the link, subscribe, see you in the next video. There you have it. Uplift return on investment for residential versus commercial. Now with residential, it's very, very simple. You buy a house, you renovate it, you can subdivide it, do it extensions. It's all about creating more value on the land itself. Whether it has a tenant or not makes a no difference to the value of the property. In commercial, the tenant makes all the difference. Whether you have a brand new tenant, uh, a brand name tenant, whether you have a mum and dad tenant, whether you have a government tenant, a professional tenant, makes a difference return or the yield you can sell the property on, the gain you're going to get, the rent you're going to get, and also what other possible uplifts you can add to the actual property. So it's not about finding a property in commercial and making it beautiful so that you can track a purchaser. It's about finding a property, making it functional. Functional is the word. Rather than making it beautiful, make it functional for the tenant you're about to attract. So the tenant can be happy to go in there. They can be stable. They can stay there for the long term. And the longer they stay, the more rent they pay, the better rent they pay, the more valuable your property is. So it's about lowering different metrics about looking at it from a different point of view and knowing what you need to look at. And this is where Unicorn Commercial Property can mentor you through the process, can guide you, can help you find the property and help you build a cash flow rich portfolio through cash flow, growth and uplift. So connect with us, links below, helenandunicorn.com.au. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.